0: Amen. So stay tuned because God is on the move, and when God moves, we gotta what? Gotta move with Him. Gotta move. Tie your neighbor. We gotta move with Him. Tell your neighbor. You gotta keep up. <laughs> Amen. Luke chapter eleven, starting with verse five. It says, "And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend?" And shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. That's where the children came to the pitcher.
1: I cannot rise
0: and give thee. Verse 8, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is a friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Turn to your neighbor one more time and tell him how much do you need. How much do you need? Father, we come before you. We thank you for the. Opportunity you have given us to be here in the house of worship. Um, the, the world as they celebrate Christmas Eve, Father. We know that every day we acknowledge your birth. And today, God, we have chose to honor you and praise you and come to your house. And come online, Father, to worship you. I pray that you would bless us now, Lord, and, and give us more knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of your will for our lives, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated, praising the name of the Lord. I want to simply talk on this thought, persistent living. Persistent living. Everyone say, persistent living. Amen. I'm not saying assisted living now. Some of you might get there sometime, but some of us sooner than others, praise God. But the Lord put this, actually when the Lord gave me this thought, the word came to me in, in my spirit, persistence, persistence, amen. And uh, as I begin to uh, seek, Lord, what do you have for us this, this Sunday, this, this uh, Christmas Eve service? And I believe God is calling or he's trying to do something. A uh, you know, few weeks, a couple of weeks back, I felt like there was a, sh- there's a shifting going on in the spirit. And those of you that are sensitive to the spirit, you can sense something, but you don't know exactly what God is doing. Amen. And I believe that God is calling his people. Amen. He is stirring something up in the church, the the believers, the church of the living God, because he is doing something. Something greater is not coming. It's already here. Something greater, something of a more of a magnitude, not addition, but multiplication, amen. Things are going to be happening soon at a rapid race in the kingdom of God, but it's going to happen to certain people that are tuned in, that are connected, that are sensitive, and listening to the voice of God. And I believe it's going to take a persistent living church, hallelujah. Persistence is a firm continuance and a course of action in spite of opposition. I'm on a course, I'm going forward, and I cannot stop no matter what the opposition. Persistence, hallelujah. Amen. Persistent, even in its basic human form, is so Powerful. The inventor of the electric light bulb, Thomas Edison, was considered an unteachable young man. His his teachers, his his, uh, masters of his craft, they were frustrated with this young man because he seemed to be so unteachable at a young age. But through perseverance, through persistence, Eventually we learned that he created the light bulb. Look up, see those light bulbs up there? It wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Thomas Edison. Amen, he created the light bulb, but he was quoted as saying this, I simply found over 1,000 ways not to build a light bulb. But if he was persistent, and we have the light bulb, Some of you are going to love this one. A man man by the name of Howard Schultz was turned down by over 200 banks. And after a year of being rejected, he started a coffee business. Now with 16,850 Starbucks locations in 40 countries because he was persistent. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I wonder if you are persistent. In the spiritual kingdom of God, with souls of men and women at stake, hallelujah. The Lord is trying to draw something out of his people. He's trying to cultivate a certain mental and spiritual attitude. Amen, because there are souls at stake and as we see it here in our scripture, Amen. I midnight hour is coming. The Lord is coming soon. There is not much time. And I believe that the Lord is recruiting and he is building believers who live a life of persistence. Are you one of those people? He is recruiting you. He is building you, Hallelujah. Why is that so? Because we know that we have an adversary. We know there's something, everything that we do for the kingdom of God, Amen. you could just make amen, uh, folded napkins for the kingdom of God and the adversary is already against you. You get ready for church and he's against you. You want to go to outreaches and against you. You want to do things for missions and he's against you. You just want to pass out flyers, man, and he's against you. Amen. That's why 1 Peter 5, 8 calls him our adversary. It says that we have an adversary, what? Who who wants to devour the believer. He wants to devour your pretty little face. He wants to devour your cuteness and you think you're all that in a bag of chips. He wants to devour it. Amen. He is an adversary, an opponent. That word adversary, opponent, if we take it in a biblical context, it's like if you're in a a competition. You're in an arena with an opponent that wants to defeat you, hallelujah. And it's either you or him. Who is it going to be? He wants to destroy. He wants to consume, hallelujah. That's why we need people that will be persistent. Do I have any persistent people in the house? We see Jesus shows us, amen, many things in his word. And we see that Satan's desire is to hinder you. 1 Thessalonians, amen, 2 and verse 18. He wants to hinder everything that you do. You think he says, oh, cute little unity worship center. oh, how nice. You want to open the church and hide it. Let them do what they want to do, demons. Leave them alone. No, he wants to hinder you. He wants to hinder your life, hinder your family, hinder you at work, amen, so it will affect what you want to do for the kingdom of God. But there's a people that are persistent. There's a people that recognize, amen, who is behind this, hallelujah. They don't blame the person that is trying to hinder them at work. They see the spirit behind them, hallelujah. They don't blame the car for breaking down and the dog for chewing up their clothes They see there's a spirit working behind everything, trying to frustrate me, trying to stop me, trying to take my eyes off the goal. hallelujah. He's your opponent, your adversary built to hinder us. And Jesus shows us something in the parable of the sower in Luke chapter 8 verse 11 through 14. I see some persistence that is necessary. Amen. He says the sower goes on to sow the seed. We know he's a sower. His seed is the word. And he sowed it on four different types of ground that represent every Person that is in the world. Amen. And in this, I see something happening. Amen. The devil tries to snatch the Word of God out of our hearts, the Bible says. But you have to be persistent. If God gives you a word, if God gives you understanding, revelation, and knowledge of His word, you got to be persistent and hold on to that. Don't let the devil take it from your heart. You got to be persistent. Hallelujah! That He tries to. He tries to tempt us to fall away in hard times, the Bible says. Things are going to get hard. Every man, woman that serves God, hard times are coming your way. But if you will be persistent in faith and say, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to raise my hand. There's going to be a praise in my mouth. I'm still going to read my Bible. I'm still going to pray. I'm still going to fast, devil, because I know God is going to get me through these hard times. That's not the time to fall away and give up, you gotta be persistent in the spirit. Mm. And then the Bible says he tries to choke us out of God, he tries to choke everything out that God has with the cares of the world, with riches, and with pleasures. Okay, uh-uh. the snatching the word out of the heart didn't work. Tempting them to just fall away and stop going. Serving God didn't work. I'm going to give you a little cares and riches and pleasures that'll choke it out. Persistence. Persistence. Did you know that electricity finds the path of least resistance? Huh? If you study about electricity, how it flows, it will follow the path of least resistance. The devil is looking for strength the path in our lives, he's looking for that person that will give him the least resistance. He ain't looking for sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so that's going to give him a fight. He knows that if he comes and messes with your family, you're going to go on a fast, you're going to pray, I and mean, then you're going to seek God like never before. But he knows those who won't resist him. Oh, let me just, yeah, she, he or she's already teetering on the air, let me just give him a little push. Come on, don't let the devil punk you. You got the Holy Ghost. You've been baptized in Jesus' name. You're covered with the blood of Jesus. Be persistent, amen, and God will come through. you come through. We see the answer to adversity and opposition throughout the word of God. It's like God is giving us hints. Hints from God. Everyone say, hints from God. Amen, we see in Matthew chapter 7, that man that built his house upon a rock. The waves came, the wind blew about, a storm came against that house. Because he was on a rock, he would not be moved, he would not fall down. He was resisting all, all that the devil threw his way. He was resisting because his house was founded on the rock. There's only rock that I the only one rock I know the Bible talks about, and his name is Jesus. Huh? He's my solid rock. That's all you need is Jesus, and you will not fall. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in Mark 10, 46 about blind Bartimaeus. He heard that Jesus was walking by. He was blind. He wanted to be healed. Amen. And he said, Jesus started to get Jesus' attention. They said, shut up, man, be quiet. God doesn't have enough time for you. He's he's busy. He's not, he has a busy schedule. But verse meant 48 says that he cried out more, a great deal, hallelujah. He didn't whimper. He didn't say, excuse me, sir, I'm sorry for bothering you. He said, I don't care what you say. Jesus, Jesus over here. Jesus over here. Shut up, blind body man. I don't care what talking I say. He was persistent. i got to get Jesus' attention. And that's what God wants He isn't taking it as disrespect. He knows that you're hungry. He knows you're persistent. And you got to get a hold of Jesus. Huh? We see it in 2 Corinthians 11, 25. Paul's determination as a new a, a new disciple of Christ to build the church of God, and he said he said this three times. I was beaten with rods. One time I was stoned by rocks. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, and all he was trying to do was build the church how many of you want to build the church i thank god for our leaders i thank god for the people that are taking the the altar by the horns and saying pastor let's build this church let's win as many souls as we can let's minister throughout the city hallelujah let's get a hold of those backsliders that are wandering out there that belong in the house of god i thank god for people hallelujah like that Because you're not going to fall when the enemy tries and then to discourage you and stop you from doing the work of God because you're persistent. That's what Paul said. That didn't stop me. I don't know. Maybe when I was being stoned that would have stopped me. He says no. You see in God's kingdom there are believers that settle And there are believers that persist through. There are people that are willing to settle. Okay, I tried my best. Pastor knows uh, this is what I'm capable of. Uh, God knows what is deep down inside of your spirit. God knows what you are capable of. Amen. Some of you, amen, are a diamond in the rough. Hallelujah. Some of you amen are a secret weapon. Oh, and under the radar, and God's trying to pull you up, hallelujah. Because time is drawing near, hallelujah. And he sees, and he needs persistent believers. So am I gonna settle or am I gonna persist through? You see, in these last days, church, it's going to take persistent faith, not only to live for God. You think you got out of it. Well, if I just don't do nothing for the kingdom of God, I should be left alone. No, I got news for you. In these last days, it's going to take persistent faith, not only to live for God, but to advance the work of God and to build the church. Those are the people God showed me that are going to build the church, those persistent saints. I'm not going to take no for an answer, pastor. The devil's not going gonna, to gonna shoot me away. He's not going to scare me away. What are we going to do? What is God showing you, pastor? Because I'm ready, hallelujah. I'm with you, hallelujah. I know God, amen, It's calling me to do something greater for the kingdom of God. Those people, that don't do nothing great for the kingdom of God and because they're not willing to risk it. They're not willing to take a chance on God. Huh? Those are the ones later on in the Rocky Jerries. Oh, if I could just do it again. I'd do it different. Martha, bring me my teeth. I'm going to eat me a hot dog. Come on, somebody. You see Hebrews chapter 11 verse 13 says, that even if we see the promises of God far off, there are people here today that it seems like your promise is far off. I was excited when I heard the Lord say it. I was excited when I received the word from the man or woman of God. I was res- excited when it leaped out at me, hallelujah. And they seen them afar off, the Bible says. But even if we see them afar off, we have to be persuaded. We have to embrace and confess them. Hallelujah. Did you hear what the Bible is saying? You gotta be persuaded. You gotta embrace it. Well, I don't see it, Pastor. Put your arms around them like they are really there. Hallelujah. Put your arms around the promise like it's already being fulfilled. He says, embrace it. Amen. Be persuaded. Confess it. Don't hide it. Oh, well, I can't tell nobody because of what if it doesn't come to Past that is power, you need to start telling people, God is gonna do this. God promised me this, and I'm telling you so that when it happens, He's gonna get all the glory of the place. Don't let the devil shut your mouth, don't let him shut down your faith. You confess it, you be persuaded, and embrace it. Embrace it. Turn to your neighbor and tell me, You need to embrace that. Then. Come on. Who here is still waiting for a promise. Romans 4:21 says that we have to be fully persuaded that what God has promised, He will perform. I got to be persuaded. Those are the persistent living people they're persuaded in the good times and the bad times, the big times, small time. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. He's going to do it. You see, God, God is doing something. He is going to use persistent believers on the front line. Hear me. On the front line of what he is doing in this last hour. Persistent believers. The rest, they're all right. God's not... Gonna kick him out of the kingdom, but he's. Go ahead and sit down in your spiritual lazy boy. Drink your spiritual iced tea. But well, come on, I need some persistent believers here at the front line. You see, he's going to separate the persistent from the passive. Did you hear me? Time is coming where God is separating the persistent from the passive. We see what God is saying. Amen, to the, to the called ones in our sermon text here in, chapter, in Luke chapter 11. We see what he's saying. This man here, he's all cuddled up in his home and he has the right to. It's already, it's already midnight, man. He's already he told the kids, brush your teeth. Get in bed, tuck them in. He's tucked in bed. As a matter of fact, there's some Kids, smaller ones that were probably sleeping in the same bed. And somebody's knocking on my door. Have you ever had that where somebody calls, tries to call you at some godly hour? You're like, Man, what's wrong with this person? They're knocking on your door. I ain't going to get up. Oh, he looks from a distance. Oh, it's my friend. It's one of my friends. You would think he said, Oh, it's one of my friends. Can I gotta go help you. No, he says, it's, it's already late. Our kids are already tucked in, my door's already locked. I can't help you. I cannot help you, he says. See what the text is saying, what it's trying to get across to us. We see a friend trying to have his need met by the help of his friend. A friend should be able to help a friend. There's a relationship, a friendship, but he gets nowhere. Verse 6, we see that he's persistent. Amen. He, He is persistent. Everyone say persistent. Because he did not ask for this need. He is only coming to ask for bread because he was caught at an awkward moment. He was caught off guard he was caught unsuspecting friends decided to drop by and now he didn't have nothing to feed them so he's going to his friend hoping that you're gonna help me out Uh, i feel bad knocking at your door this hour but i didn't ask for this situation that's the way life is sometimes amen Things come our way into our lives in our homes in our and our children, and our marriage, and our jobs, and our house, in the neighborhood we live in, in the church we worship in, things happen, hallelujah. We do not ask for them. And God wants to see how you're gonna react in the situations that you have no control over. What is gonna be your attitude in the situations that you have no control over. He didn't ask for this need. They just came to him. Then we see in verse 7. We see the situation. Fights back against him. It's reality. That the door seems to be closed. By man. Hallelujah. Notice the text doesn't say that God shut the door. A man shut the door. So he sees the door closed. A man has shut the door. That's his reality. It doesn't look like I'm going to get what I need. Hallelujah. Well, let me tell you something. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 8. The Lord says, I have set a door, an open door before you. That no man can shut. Did you hear me? That no man can shut. Why? Because we know the doors God opens, no man can shut, and the doors that God what closes, no man can open. But God is saying, "But I set an open door before you that no man can shut." How many of you are standing in front of a door? To someone, some situation, Hallelujah. Some relationship has caused a door to shut. I'm facing this, and that, and this, Hallelujah. And verse eight, we see something happening here. We understand that his need was not met on just relationship alone, because it was his friend. If it was all about relationship, he would have opened the door and gave him bread. Can I hear it? amen? Listen to what he says. I say unto you, though he will not arise and give him because he has a friend relationship, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as is needed. Hallelujah this popped out of me. God saying, you know what? It's not just your relationship with me, but your persistence mingled with your relationship is going to give you what you need. It's going to cause me to get up and answer your need, whatever it may be. God is calling people with persistent faith. But just because I'm his son or his daughter, he's going to have to open the door for me. No, he doesn't. He didn't, he didn't want to give that, that woman bread when she was begging for her need. He called her a dog, but she was persistent. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I need you to be persistent. See, the Bible tells us as I, as I bring this to a close here, Matthew eleven twelve 12 says that the violent what? Take it by force. That's persistence. Amen. Proverbs twenty four sixteen says that a just man, it doesn't say an evil man. It doesn't say an unbeliever. It says a just man falls seven times and he gets up again. That's persistence. Don't feel sorry for yourself. You messed up, repent, get up. Do something for God. All's not lost. God is asking for persistent Christians, persistent living, hallelujah. Even Christmas story is about God being persistent. Did you know that? Even the Christmas story is about God being persistent. Satan tried to take something away from him in the garden and destroy a relationship. He says, okay, there's going to come one that's going to bruise your head. There's going to come one that's going to bruise your head. Isaiah, tell them what I'm talking about in 9-6, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father. Amen. He was trying to be born, and they were trying to kill him when he was a baby. But he was persistent. Hallelujah. They try to get him, amen, his own disciples try to get him to not go to the cross. But he was persistent. Hallelujah. His own flesh fought against him when he was hanging on the cross, when he was praying in the garden, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But he was persistent. Where would you be today if Jesus was not persistent in getting you? Where would you be today, friend? Brother and sister, somebody watching online. Where would you be today if Jesus wasn't persistent in pursuing you? Romans 8.35 says it. Who can separate us from the love of God? Who can separate us from the love of God? I don't get time to go through the pestilence, nakedness, and all kinds of crazy stuff, but who shall separate me from the love of God? Stand with me. Persistent living. I need some persistent living saints. There's plenty of room at the front line. I believe in every church, not just here. There's plenty of room at the front line. The builders, hallelujah. They always say that in every church or in every corporation, 20% of the people do all the work. I rebuke that survey in Jesus' name. huh? My Bible says that what? Every man is given a measure of faith. Everyone is given a gift, hallelujah. It's just that that measure of faith isn't being put into use. That gift needs to be put into use to build the kingdom of God. Persistent living, persistent faith, God is calling us. I don't know why the Lord chose, prompted me to preach this message on this Christmas Eve day. Amen, but he is speaking to his people. He is speaking to his people. So I don't know, I don't know what, how God spoke to you, how it affected you, what area of life you are dealing with. Amen, but I, I, need, to, I need us to pray together. There's power in united prayer. Did you hear me? There's, well, I'll just wait past till I get home, and then I can kneel at my bed for four hours that's the prayer I'm going to No, 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 no. In unity. He says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. The Bible says that what? Well, the, it's the unity of the brethren that what is, is beautiful before the eyes of the Lord. It's united prayer. and the, In the upper room, when they were waiting for the Holy Ghost, they were what? In one mind and one accord, when God poured out the greatest power and gift and blessing ever known to man. And it's the same way when we unite together one mind, and one accord. So I don't know what your need is. I don't know what you will ask God about, amen, but I, I I, know that God has spoken to us today and I want to pray before we are before we leave this building. I want to pray before you go and eat your food and have good time with your family, whatever it is. Pastor, I don't have food. Well, just stop by my house and I'll give you a plate. There, okay? No, I'm, just, I'm honest, I'm true. You want a plate? We'll get a plate. But this altar is open. If you want to pray, join me here or wherever you're at. This last part of this service, we're going to pray this prayer of faith. Pastor didn't get up here just to... Preach some idealistic or captivating word. This is a word from God today. Amen. Before we go into 2024, God is saying, I need this from you, brother. I need this from you, son. Daughter, I need this from you. I need you to get that persistent spirit in you. Hallelujah. In 2024. Come on, you want to go into that church in Highland? You want to fill that church up? You want it to explode and get your own building, hallelujah, and minister, amen, all over the city of Highland? We're going to need you. We are going to need this. Because the adversary is not going away. Amen. He's not going away until the end time where the Lord gets him and throws him to the lake of fire to burn and torment forever and ever. Until then, he's our adversary. Uh, And he comes in many forms. He hides behind many faces. He he works behind many situations to discourage, to get you to give up. Give up your promise. Give up that vision. Give it up. Persistent faith. Jesus said, it's not because your relationship, because you're my friend, but because you're persistent. I'm going to give you what you need. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray right now. Just bow your heads, lift your hands, whatever you want to do. I want to reunite with you in prayer right now. Father, we come before you, Jesus. We thank you for this opportunity you have given us to be in your house this Christmas Eve day, Father. Oh, Lord, and we acknowledge, Father, hallelujah, that you were persistent in pursuing us through your birth, through your crucifixion through raising yourself on the third day hallelujah through your holy spirit that is in us father and we come to you right now lord the word has challenged us today father you have challenged every man and woman and young person in this congregation online today you have challenged us with your word and i don't know about them but i accept this challenge god help my brothers and sisters, help this pastor, Lord, to have a persistent faith, God. Help us to have, to, to begin to live a persistent living way, God. We need persistent living, oh Lord, to, to live for you, God. We need persistent living to build this church, Father, with you, God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for whatever situation. Somebody is facing right now, God. Whether it be a health issue, financial issue, a marriage issue, children problem, family issue, a work issue, a legal issue, God. Whatever it is, God, there is nothing impossible for you, God. Just like blind Bartimaeus, we know, Jesus, you are the only one that can answer God. And right now, Father, by the authority of the Word of God, by the authority in the name of Jesus, I pray right now, Father, that you would bind whatever hindrance is hindering God, Find it right now in the name of Jesus. I loose God. Loose your spirit. Loose your answer. Loose God, your provision. Loose the angels, God. You are the host of the angel armies. Loose your ministering spirit. Loose your angels against our adversary. I command it in the name of Jesus. I receive it right now. Come on. Tell them I receive it in my spirit, God. I receive this word in my spirit. I embrace it, God. I profess it. I am persuaded God. Right now I'm persuaded. I am gracious in the name of Jesus. Receive it now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Go forth and live for him with persistent living in Jesus name. I said just worship him. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus thank you jesus hallelujah oh hallelujah